everybody, welcome to the show. Today we are talking about Red Dead. I'm joined by Mark. Um, yeah, um, let's let's get into it. Um, Red Dead, well, Red Dead 2, should I really say, because um, yeah. we talk about Red Dead Redemption, people are like, well, you're about 10 years too late. Um, but there was no podcast then, so. Well, yeah, we're, you know, covering ground as we go. I'm sure we'll get on to Red Dead, but if we're talking about it sequentially, uh, Red Dead 2 comes first. So, it really you know, does, yeah. yeah. And online, 10 years earlier than that. Yes, yeah. So, I think everybody has played Red Dead at this point. It's not like, you know, you missed the, the memo that this is coming out and this is like a big, I think, steady game. I think everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Um, good or bad, everyone has an opinion. Yeah, I've heard it likened to um, Grand Theft Auto, but slower. I've heard a lot of people say they don't rate it because it's slower. Um, they prefer GTA. Um, I like the speed. It's supposed yeah. to be slow. You're supposed to, especially during a single player game, you're supposed to take your time and explore the world because Rockstar haven't just created a game with a backdrop. They've created a game with almost feels like a living, breathing world yeah. you know there's, there's there's over 200 species of animal i think in there and yeah and you can kill every single one yeah you're supposed <laughs> to take this game <laughs> yeah you're supposed to explore it and find things and and take your time and yeah you can fast travel and things like that but um i think it's all geared towards a more chilled lifestyle yeah well that's, that's one of the greatest things about that game is you can do a mission and then like six hours of playtime later you haven't done the next mission but you've been hunting, doing chores around the camp and you know, Fishing, going, yeah. like you, you get sidetracked so easily every every five feet in that game. There, there's something. there is so much to discover and so much to see from, as I say, all the random encounters and, and silly little yeah. missions like that to treasure maps. Yeah, um, yeah. And like you say, you know, you don't have to stick to the story. You can just disappear off into the wilderness and camp out and craft things yeah. and hunt and fish. And it's, I think it's, it's got to be for me, the best game ever made. Personally, is, I yeah. love it. So I've played it almost every day since it came out. I play online almost every day as well. Um, I, yeah, it's just, it's got everything. It ticks every box for me. Yeah, it's definitely it's got to be in that list of like all time great games because I mean it's kind of um, like for, uh, for for me and I know for yourself as well. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was one of those games where it was just it was like, a standout game, yeah, just amazing. Like with the, yeah. how in depth. I mean, you play it now, it looks like shit, but of course it, it, really does. it was made <laughs> so long ago, um, and it's something that until GTA Five, um, like you didn't really get any game that gave you that feeling um no just all that freedom and, yeah like the customization and and, yeah. and and of course the the cheats that you could put in to get the jetpacks yes. and things like yeah. that that just makes just another level you know yeah i mean the fact that it's like the uh, what is it um is it from russia with love the jetpack that yeah they yeah. use yeah. like deep cut yeah it's so good but it's it's that level where it's like it's genre defining i think that's what rockstar does though isn't it yeah they, they every time they bring a game out it just sets the bar that little bit higher i mean from vice city you know how yeah. great was that with with you know the throwbacks to miami vice and scarface yeah um, 
Uh, I mean, Grand Theft Auto 3 was groundbreaking. 4, I'm not so keen on. I thought they made mistakes yeah. with driving, but, you know. Well, it's um, also very serious. Like, you, you look at previous Rockstar games, from, like, there's a there's a hint of comedy in there, like, and whether it's subtle or in your face, like, yeah, there's there's and always, like, an edge of was a great character and voiced by Ray Liotta, who yeah. was absolutely yeah. brilliant. And then, uh, what was for, Nico and Nikolai, something like uh, that? Nico Bellic. Yeah. Um, very dry, very serious. It was a bit more gritty, wasn't it? I almost feel like yeah. if we play it now, it'd be like playing Taken or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's a bit more... Um, sort of russian mob type guys. Yeah, I mean, you still had... Um, there was still some of that humour in there, um, like um, the Sprunk drink. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And the radio stations. You've the radio stations are always good in, in GTA. It doesn't matter I mean, what GTA it. you pick up. Bringing it back to Red Dead, um, the, the soundtrack mm. is amazing for that. Yeah. From going into a saloon and hearing the sort of the old time piano, yeah, um, to how the, the music changes when you enter a gunfight, yeah, um, yeah, or even like I was, it's a really well scored game, yeah. I was playing through, where was I? I was going through Blue Water Marsh, mm hmm. Um, it was like midnight and it's foggy and it's like really atmospheric and it's like really cool. Um, and like, I'm just, just like trotting along and you just hear like this voice. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I'm like, I'm wandering around and there was a ghost. There's yeah. a ghost that hangs out in Blue Water Mark. A civil war yeah. ghost lady, yeah. So like the, the blip goes off and I run towards it and there's nothing there. I was like, I'm sure I heard. There was definitely like the subtitles came up on the bottom yeah. of the screen. Yeah. Like someone was talking. There's nothing here. Yeah. But just small touches like you can, that. You can see her as well. Yeah, I, I saw you get her close to where she disappears. She's yeah. hunting for a lover or something like that. Uh, yeah. But like you said, I think one of the things you touched on there is is there are definitely moments in that story mode that are quite creepy. When you're yeah, sat definitely. at night playing the game and the game is also at night and you're like you say, you're in the marshes. Yeah. I remember riding through blue water and you just all of a sudden hear a woman crying. Yeah. And sent chills down me. And when you go and see the woman and Arthur's saying, are you all right? Are you all right? And then and it turns around and there's four big fucking goons that don't look human to me. They look like vampires or zombies or something. Yeah. Um, and it all just kicks off. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much weirdness in that game. You know, yeah. with the UFOs. I was going to say the um, UFO. Like, the, the, there's a witch's cottage. Yeah. Um, the, there's giant. The, there's so much to discover. Yeah. There's, I saw, um, I found a cave. Um, it was just blink and you'll miss it. Really small. I just went through this opening in the rock. And I was in this chamber. And there's like six statues in a circle. And then yeah. a statue in the middle. Different numbers on their fingers. Yeah, and, and you've got like... In the right order, you get, what, three gold bars, four gold bars? Something like that, yeah. Which are worth $500 each, so it's easy money. Yeah. Well, it's like my sixth playthrough, and it's the first time I've seen that. Oh, no way. Like, if, you, if you go to Window Rock, yeah. like a, a Native American poster, a poster, a painting, um, and that tells you which order to press okay. the in. Um, so, like, everything in that... One of the things I love, I mean, you talk about deep cuts, is how everything is relatable. Um, 
I was riding along one day and I see an X, which means a corpse at the bottom yeah. of a ravine. So I go down the ravine and I have a look and there's this trashed out wagon and this body there. You loot the body, you find a letter from a lover. Little while later, you know, maybe a few days, weeks later, whatever, you come across a, a hut and you go in there and there's dead bodies inside. And when you look through their letters and things, that's that one's lover. And it, it, it all connects up. Yeah. It's created this connecting world. Um, and, and that is so interesting to me. I, I really, really love that. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I, so I mean, uh, slight spoilers, I guess, if you didn't play the first Red Dead, well, I say the first Red Dead, if you didn't play Red Dead Redemption, because obviously Red Dead Revolver was the first one, and oh, I, mean, yeah. I never even played that. But Red Dead Redemption is the one that everyone knows, and so obviously we go with the sequel. But um, yep. well, anyone who's played Red Dead Redemption, the first one with John Marston, will know the name Bonnie McFarlane. Um, her uh, betrothed, I don't know if they were married, um, disappeared off and, and never came back one day. But if you walk along the coast, there's a boat and a guy who's dying and he's got a yep. letter on him. And yeah. it's it's her like significant other. That's near Van Horn, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Just like such a deep cut. It's like, oh god. And and I mean talking about how things relate to Red Dead Redemption uh, one, which is you mm -hmm. know say I think it's like 15, 20 years in the future or something. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um like the amount of subtle callbacks um, and, and kind of because you're, you're looking at a story from before that, you already know how that ends. You know how John Marston meets his, his end. Yeah. And some of the things that people say are just very subtle references of, of like, you know, um, like there's, they're rustling some sheep and Arthur's, Arthur's like, oh, you know, we haven't got time for you to learn how to, um, like how to uh, steer cattle and, and stuff like that, which is obviously a reference to the first game where you, you get the ranch up and running, you go and buy cattle from McFarland, yeah. so you've got to do a cattle drive. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like subtle call-outs, which are quite nice if you know that game. Um, There's definitely a history there, but one of the nice things is you don't need that history. Mm. You don't need to have played any of the other games to play this. You can just yeah. jump in and have an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, the dynamics, I think, are, are groundbreaking, you know. I, I really do. Yeah, like, like just the setup of the camp. Um, yes. The fact that you can, like, chat to people and get to know them and, you, you know, they'll have special items that they'll, they'll be looking for that you can get mm -hmm. more of them and you can upgrade the camp and pay towards its well-being. Yeah. Like it, it, it's another sort of, it, it makes feel more alive because the NPCs do interact with you and yeah I guess there's probably a finite amount of, in of interactions a person can have but, yeah um, it does make it feel a bit more alive when you walk through a camp and people are like oh you're Arthur you know come in I yeah. need to talk to you do you want to go hunting do you want to go fishing and everything's yeah everything's geared to help you if you go hunting with Hosea um, he's going to teach you how to hunt. He's, you know, you're going to pick up tricks on how to make bait. And if you yeah. go fishing, you know, they're going to teach you things and where the best places to go are and stuff like that. So everything's geared to help you along your way, but at such a relaxed pace that you don't even notice. Yeah. Um, that you are, you've been playing for a week and you've already picked this up and you can do this and you can do that now. And Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's just such a great game. The level of customization. I think you can't go wrong if you give people customization options for any game because it's always it's nice to make something that's yours. Rockstar excel at that, don't they? I mean, I yeah. was never that much into it in in GTA, to be honest. Um, the dressing your character up and stuff like that. But in Red Dead, oh, I've got hundreds of outfits. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it, it's. For, I don't know why, but I just love it. I remember just the Western look, you know. Yeah, well, the amount of customization for like your haircut and your beard and the fact um, that you can grow a long beard. Is, is, yeah. Um, is the other cool thing is like you'll you'll find so many different styles of dress because people people have yeah. their own idea of what a cowboy should wear. Yes, and and so like when you get to um, Red Dead Online, there's obviously like thousands of people playing that game, and you see them, and and some of them are dressed almost like accurately for the world. Um, some of them are going for like a look, like I went for the man in black. So I had like, you know, black shirt, black waistcoat, black coat, black trousers, boots, hat, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so like if you have a style that you want to go for, you can go for it. And it's cool seeing um, the different looks people go for and what, what's a Western look. Yes, and I like how that's for both genders as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my wife plays it as well completely addicted she, she's not a gamer at all she is now yeah she's completely had to buy another playstation <laughs> another telly everything because she's so addicted to this game um but yeah when i've spoke to her about it the levels of customization because you know she always has to play games as a man because that's yeah. what it is so to be able to play as a woman um and the, even just the level of customization for, like you say, haircuts, face shapes, eyebrows, eye shapes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the costumes that you're going to wear, you know, amazing. Yeah. Love it. Like, it. It's hard not to, to love because it's... Considering it's false, and that's something like obviously yeah. we should touch on, especially online. Yeah. There are a lot. It's, it's buggy as fuck. And... Yeah. But for all that, I still love it and I still play it every day, even though it's incredibly frustrating. Um, you do still get disconnected. Um, your camp disappearing is is one of the major, major problems, I think. You know, you yeah. go out hunting, it's really hard to be a trader. You yeah. probably mentioned that there's different roles you can play. Yeah, yeah. So the, um, the online is, tries to be very involved. When it first started, um, you could tell that the developers were like, this is basically going to be Grand Theft Auto Online, but with horses. Yeah. Um, and I think pretty early on, players kind of responded and said that's not what they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, people straight away seem to be very much like, no, I don't, I don't want to just run around like a maniac killing everybody I can see. Like, I, I want to have the experience. Yeah, I want to have the experience that I had in the story online with my own character so i can make yes. my own um my own story inside this game mm -hmm. um and it's something that like it's rare that you'll get a developer who will listen to the fans in such a way and make those changes i mean with what like a year 18 months from october wasn't it so yeah um and and since then, the changes that they've brought in have been pretty astounding and pretty good. I mean, the changes are for all everyone gives Rockstar shit. Um, yeah. And I do. I read a lot of negativity online about Rockstar. 
Yeah. Um, there seems to be a huge opinion from people that, you know, when it comes to real money purchases, well, they work fine. Mm. You know, when they want you to buy gold bars, that doesn't fucking glitch. Yeah. But my fucking camp keeps disappearing, and surely you can fix that. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I think you're dead right. They've done an awful lot from from the beta game, um, which, like you say, you were just put into this world and you had nothing to do. There was yeah. a few little story missions to set you up, and they did some showdown things so you could jump into a server with another uh, group of, of of players and do a challenge together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the changes have been massive, and they've always had a problem since day one with what they call griefers, yeah. who are yeah. arsehole players, yeah. players who just want to kill other players, let's call them what they are, they're cunts. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, because it's so frustrating when you're trying to hunt or fish or do a mission and some arsehole just comes up and kills you. Yeah. I mean, they're addressing it, which is good. Um, I don't think you'll ever get rid of it entirely, but it's so much better than it was. Yes, yes. Um, So they've got offensive and defensive modes now. Yeah. If you're you're hunting or fishing or something like that, and you just want to be left alone, you can switch to defensive. And I don't know if it stops them killing you. It stops them being able to auto-target you. Yeah, and you can't be seen so so much on the map. You're a faded dot. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, when it first came out every player that was online was on your map yeah you know and you could track people because i can remember like griefers killing me and i would track them across the whole map even if it took all day just to shoot them back <laughs> you know um so yeah they've stopped a lot of that and having the different roles so you can be a trader which means you hunt and the guy at your camp breaks all those animals down and you sell them so you have to make deliveries yeah um or you can be a collector. Um, so there's a gypsy woman who you can buy maps off and you can go around and collect things. Um, what's the other one? Oh, bounty hunter. Bounty hunting, yeah. Bounty hunter, so you go into towns and you find a bounty board and, and you can hunt. And the legendary bounties as well, which give you yeah. a bit more money and they're a bit harder. Um, they're excellent. Yeah, they are very good. And it gets harder every time you do it. So, yeah, the changes that they've made... Oh, moonshining. Moonshining is another one. Moonshining yeah. is something that glitches all the time. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah, I think it might be because I've had no problems with that. So, so what I get is it either I can't get in my moonshine shack, but it thinks I am. Right. Fuck everything else in the game up. So you can't get your weapons up. You can't do anything. Yeah. You do, so you have to turn it off. Um, or it gets stuck on a loading screen and will never go to the wagon to deliver. So yeah. like they're the two glitches I get. And so that's really frustrating. Yeah. I, th- I mean, the thing I found the most frustrating about that game is, um, well, the online aspect of that game, should I say, is those Wheeler and Rawson catalogs. Right. Like 40 gold bars a time for, just to get access to stuff that, that by all rights, you should just be able to get. Like the outlaw pass is yeah. feels like a real ripoff. Uh, they're never going to stop doing that because it's obviously making them money. But it's frustrating <laughs> when it, it separates. It's, you. it's actually not that bad. Um, they've they've engineered the online side to be work. Yeah. If you want to make money, you've got to work at it. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not like the single player game. 
the economy was quite easy to play. Once you had a bit of money behind you and you yeah. could do things, it was quite easy to keep that money going. Um, when you took things to the butchers, um, you got a decent price for them. You could sell things to, there was like woodsmen. Yeah. Um, you could go and sell things to, you could sell things to shops. Yeah. Um, you could rob trains. You could rob people. Um, so there was quite a lot of ways to make money. I can understand why they haven't done that with online because it would make it too easy. Everyone would have millions and millions of dollars and loads of gold bars. But it, I think it's yeah. super hard because, what is it, 100 nuggets to a, a gold bar or something, something like, like that. that? And when you do, like, achieve something, you get, like, Point a nugget or something <laughs> like that, maybe. Yeah, some, you know, 1.1 nuggets or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I can understand why. I can understand why it's a bit harder. So you get yeah. five hundred dollars for doing a local delivery when you're trading, which is a lot of money in the game, because um, you can do a long distance delivery for what is it, six fifty? Yeah, just not worth it. No. Every not time really. I try and do that, there's other players because it comes up on other players' maps. Yeah. You know, this guy's trying to make a delivery. Why don't you fuck him up? <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. It's not so, a problem I've had when I've done long distance deliveries, but I will agree that it's not worth the extra time it takes to travel that distance. Because firstly, if, if you do a local delivery, it's this far on the map. If you do a long distance delivery, it's this far on the map. Yeah. And you've then got other players who can see you and are basically told, why don't you kill this guy? Yeah. It flags up a player's trying to make a delivery. Um, for an extra, what, $100? It's just not worth it. Yeah. Really not. But how quick can you spend $500 in that game uh, by upgrading your weapon and just even buying, like, gun oil, things you need? I can burn through $500 like that. Yeah. Well, that's that's the frustrating I mean, thing. Cause... Get to 1000 nothing. Get to 1000 nothing. Yeah. But one of the things that I really like about the main game is the pricing. So, thing, like, if you want a can of peaches, it's, like, five, ten cents. Yeah. Like that's like I like that because I'm mm -hmm. I wasn't alive then, so I don't know exactly what the economic situation was, but it see it feels pretty believable. Mm -hmm. Um but then when you get to the online it's like five hundred dollars for a coat. You're just like, that's no. Like I can only take gold for this. Yeah, like no. That's frustrating. I will admit that I play the online whilst I enjoy it, um, at times. I much prefer the story version because even though the online gives you the option to create your own character and dress him out or her, mm -hmm. however you want, um, like there's t so many caveats. Like, oh, you can have your gun this way if you have 15 gold bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have trader roles. We have roles for you to do as long as you've got five to 15 bars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can dress your character however, however you want. If you're a high enough level or you have enough gold bars and it's like yeah, it's almost it's almost like rewards for loyalty though isn't it yeah i get it and to be fair if you get these um these passes these what are they 40 dollars for the wheeler and rawson pass um 40 gold pieces you do get stuff you get given clothes you get given um discounts you get given passes for things um, and you get given piles of gold bars and ammunition and stuff like that. Rockstar are pretty good at rewarding you. A lot of the times, yeah. you know, I'll turn it on and I'll sign in and it'll say Rockstar has rewarded you for your loyalty just, just for playing the game. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty good at that. But I will agree, the economy <laughs> kind of sucks. 
Um, like the bounties, if you get a bounty online, it's like five cents, 10 cents. Yeah. I was wanted the other day. Um, me and my wife had a bit of a shoot up in Van Horn. Uh, we decided to massacre the whole town. And uh, you basically get to about $15, $20 bounty, and then you're wanted, like stupid yeah. wanted, and you get millions of bounty hunters after you. And you have to evade them and leave the area, and then you get like XP and stuff for doing that. But at its highest, I think the bounty I've seen is about $19. Yeah. Well, and when you get back to camp, that's halved when you pay in, you've got a little lockbox. Yeah. Um, but on, when you play the story mode, I've had my bounty up to like $1,500. Yeah. And when you've only got $500, how the fuck are you supposed to pay that? You can't possibly. Yeah. But so again, it's yeah, easy enough to work. make that money in the story game, though. In True. the story game, in the story mode. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I think one of the things that Rockstar wasn't counting on was um, the amount of role-playing fans that would be playing this game. Yes. Um, it's it's odd to say that the guys who made GTA, Vice City, and San Andreas and that would be like role-playing guys but like no that's that's what it's become and i feel like if that's what you want to do with red dead it's far more satisfying to do it in the main game than it is to do it online yeah i have to admit i've played the story mode game through six times now yeah and obviously you play through as the same character arthur morgan every time who is a legend yeah um, yeah i always play him a little bit differently yeah um i've played him through as a complete fucking bastard who kills everyone no matter what look at him funny i've also dressed him like john Wayne out the searches and played a goody goody two shoes won't shoot anyone in the back you know yeah or i've played a josie wales type character who will totally shoot a guy in the back yeah so, you know i do love that freedom to do that even within the story mode yeah i did um i mean because of all the different styles that you can choose for your character like i've, I've played it like I say, I've done six six playthroughs like yourself. Um, one of them, one of them, I did a playthrough where I wanted him to be like an outdoorsman. So like all his clothes were like um, outfits that were made by the the, the trapper. trapper. Um, really big bushy beard, really long hair. Didn't really care about his appearance, but like was a nice guy um, who used like rifles mostly and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a cool playthrough because, you know, he's a nice guy, he's outdoorsy and there's like a theme that you can go with. Mm -hmm. um, like, didn't spend much time in the camp, spent most of the time out in the wilderness. Um, and then the next save I did, I wanted something a bit more action-y, I guess. And so I went with like um, the man in black. There's like Arthur Morgan, black everything, um, really thick mustache. And clean shaven everywhere else and i like i played that guy was just like all about the money so you know he you know his guns were all like gold and carved and engraved and used dual pistols all the time was just horrible to everyone all he cared about was just that that next payday um mm -hmm. and that was really fun now i'm i'm playing it for the sixth time i may be playing it the same way i did the very first time where i'm i'm trying to make this playthrough more about um the camp so right, he's, he's all about like you know, all about loyalty. He's all about like helping people in the camp and doing the chores and upgrading everything for everyone. And um, 
you know, still a good guy, but again, it's it's all about everyone else. So he's uh, I decided to give him a goatee this time because uh, you know they're cool. If you if you can't grow a full beard, a goatee is the next best thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, the level of customization. Um, we've talked about the clothes, hats, boots, spurs, yeah. um, coats, horses. Umpteen oh. horses you can get that all have varying degrees of, of speed and agility and, and yeah, different, I types. guess, you know, yeah. race horses and war horses and work horses. You can have everything from an Arabian to a Shire horse. Yeah. Um, saddles. Yeah, your saddles yeah. Um, and your weapons. Yeah, which is, it's probably one of the most fun parts of the game. It really is. It yeah. really is. I've I've always had an affinity for them. You can get. those. Well, they uh, the 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 brass and black um, navy Colts. Right. Um, always loved them. Or like they just look really cool. Um, so every time I play almost regardless of what kind of playthrough I'm doing, it's always, you know, black barrel, black yeah. cylinder, brass. Um, black I've tried to make my gun different every playthrough. Um, to yeah. use different weapons. You know, I played one sort of savage guy and he mostly used uh, blades and bows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you get, you can get two six shooters. Um, when you get the offhand holster, so you start with yeah. one, but then you can get another offhand holster. Um, repeaters, so like win almost Winchester rifles, yeah, yeah, bolt uh, action rifles, Springfield rifles, umpteen shotguns, yeah, um, knives, tomahawks, cleavers, machetes, <laughs> dynamite, um, fireballs, hatchets. Yeah, and you can craft a lot of this stuff as well. So if you've yeah. got dynamite and you've got a bow and arrow and flight feathers and things, and you get the recipe, you can craft your own dynamite arrows. Yeah, well, the fact that like crafting is, is crafting is a great thing in this game because if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. You could go the entire game with never yeah, totally, crafting yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. Um. But like, if you want to get into it, there's a whole section of the game there that you can get into. Like, that's some would say that that's filling a game with superfluous um, stuff. I disagree. I think it's got so much to it that, like, if if you know, if you want to do hunting, here you go. You can go hunting. You can make that a big thing. You can do go into hunting and crafting and and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Or you could totally ignore all that stuff and just buy everything you want from the store. Again, like, it's about the pace of the game like you said you know about spending a lot of time in the wilderness yeah so you can go out and you can hunt a deer then you'd skin that deer and this is a part when it first came out i think a lot of um i don't just want to say vegetarians vegans a lot of animal rights people yeah yeah um were sort of appalled because it's pretty graphic it is you know when he's he's cutting and he's peeling skin off yeah. You know, or he gets a rabbit and he just rips the skin off. It is pretty graphic, but ultimately there's a realism there. Um, yeah. You would have hunted and skinned animals back in those days, or you wouldn't have ate. Yeah, it would have been. So, a I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with anyone else's opinion, but I'm all for that. Um, so, yeah, you would skin this animal and you would take cuts of meat from it and things you can use. 
you've put that skin on your horse and then when you go to your camp um you go into your crafting menu and then you can cut that meat uh, cook that meat yeah and you can also pick herbs and flowers and things which sounds really bizarre but then you mix those herbs with that meat and it gives you extra energy or you can make tonics with it yeah just so the fact that you can put seasoning on the meat that you cook in this game shows you how in-depth it is. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, uh, horses, I think, is definitely something we should cover because yeah. um, the horse, uh, if you're making a Western game, a horse should be important because that's your primary mode of transportation. What's your first horse called? Um, first, first one that I bought or named, or, or just first one that I... Just the first one that you named, uh, I guess. First one that I named, when Hosea gives you that Black Shire horse. Yeah. Um, I quite liked it. For my first playthrough, that was the horse that I kept, because I really cool. liked it. Um, I called it Thaddeus. Thaddeus, ah. Yeah. Um, okay. But si since then, I, when I was doing my bad guy save, I had a white Arabian horse, because he was all about the flash. Like, not superhero, uh, I mean, he loved flashing that cash. So he had, like, the best horse <laughs> you could get. It was uh, bright white, and he called it, it was called Lucifer. Ah, okay. Yeah, I quite liked right. it. What about, what about you? What was your first? I called my first one Horse and Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Until it died. Yeah. Um, because that's something they hadn't introduced. I mean, in the online, when you buy a horse, you can insure it, which, yeah. insure it. It costs like $150 or $125, but do it's it. Like worth because it, if you lose your horse, you're fucked. You just lost it. And in yeah. a single-player game, if your horse dies and you don't have any horse revivers or anything like that, it's fucked yeah. and you just don't have a horse. It's crazy how like, connected you feel to those animals as well. Like, the way they... Like, as I, as I was saying before, if you're going to have a Western game, horses need to be integral. And Rockstar really... Part. Like and the mechanics all in on that. of riding is yeah amazing. I played Red Dead and then I replayed Skyrim. Yeah, and the difference in the horse control <laughs> yeah. is crazy. It's crazy good. Yeah, I, I mean there's there's a good ten twelve years between those games. So I mean there's there's one yeah, of course, that. Cool. But it's but also I mean, like how, how detailed is it that your horse shits? Yeah, when you fed it. Um, if you leave your horse, it'll just start eating grass and stuff like that. Yeah. If you take your horse into the cold, its testicles will shrink. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't checked that closely, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, I just, you, haven't, you haven't fully bonded then. Uh, yeah, well, apparently not. <laughs> so that's another thing. You've got four levels of bonding with your horse. Yeah. yeah. Um, which you build up to. And the more you bond with it, the more control, basically. Yeah, and the less likely, I like how, um, like, if you've just got a brand new horse and you're in a gunfight, like, the horse gets skittish and it might throw you and it'll run away. And, like, I really Certain like the, the, well. the, yeah, but, like, the more you use it, the more sort of used to it it becomes. Cool, and it yeah. feels like, it, it feels like you've bonded with this horse because this yes. horse got used to gunfights and knows how to act. And, and Like you say, that's why you feel so good. Um, I mean, my horse obviously is, is insured online. Um, it got run over. By a train the other day. It was a stupid <laughs> thing, like you know, should have seen it coming. Um, I was hunting some boars. Okay. And I shot them and they, there was two boars and they landed on the railway tracks. And I'm going, well, I better, better hurry up and, and skin me before the train comes. I can hear a train coming quick and I moved off the tracks just in time, but my horse didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, dead. 
but luckily insured, so yeah. it does just take a little while to repair itself, whatever, you know. Yeah. To... Yeah, you do feel a connection with a horse, especially you name it and you, you have to you have to groom your horse. Yeah, brushing and it, feeding have, it. You have to buy a horse first, you have to brush it, you have to feed it, you have to pat it, love it. It's so good. It's so you know? good. So um, yeah, when it when it gets shot or something or, or Yeah, you feel you know, it. I mean I mean, at the end, uh, I mean, minor spoilers here, folks. If you haven't played the game already, I highly recommend it. Um, we are going to be throwing out information here and there. We won't even think about it. But, you know, there will be spoilers. So, you know, fair warning. But uh, when you get towards the end and you're, you're riding away with John and the horses get shot and they die, yeah. um, if you're fully bonded with your horse, um, Arthur Morgan will take a minute to, like say goodbye to the horse yeah. and that yeah. is just like it's three minutes or something but even that you feel it because like yeah you've had this horse and you've ridden it's an it emotional like end of the game anyway. it's oh. an emotional end of the game and i think yeah. a lot of people will probably have used the same horse or maybe even just a couple of horses for the whole single player game yeah um so you really do build up like a, yeah and you know. you know how many hours because when i first played it through the first you know it probably took the longest because I just fucked off from the yeah. camp as soon as I could and just got lost in the world. And that's how I, I found loads of things and explored. Um, yep. I, one of the things I would recommend, um, I know we've talked about before, is the, was it the encyclopedia. We call it the Bible. Um, there's a Red Dead encyclopedia you can get. Okay. And it tells you everything about the game. Locations for things, which is super, super handy. Um, because some of the missions you get is things like there's 30 dinosaur bones. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can find, there's a map with these locations on because I think if you just went exploring, it's so vast, you would yeah, never, never find, find everything. No. You would never find everything. Although there is, um, so there's a cache of gold that you can find mm -hmm. that's not in the manual. Yes. Um, is that the one in the Sphinx? The, the um, oh, it's like a pillar in near the pagan site. Uh, no, no, no. It's another one. Um, oh, okay. It's about the two brothers from I think Ansberg. Yeah. Um, and they find like a stash of gold and they fight over it and they both end up dying before anyone can find it. But there's like a couple of clues you can find. One of them is in the mine in Ansberg on one of the um. One of the supports, like where they've like walled off a little bit with wooden planks, there's like something written on that you can note yeah. down and you can, there's like a riddle there and it mentions a house, I think it's like a red roof house with a green door, but you can find that just outside of Ansberg and you can go in and search the place and then in the chimney there's um, like a map or a note or something mm -hmm. and then you can go and find this like stash of gold. That so great, it's so great. Brilliant. So it's brilliant. A thing. I mean, you've like you've got to, you don't have to, but take notice of the world around you. Because yeah. I know in um again, spoiler alert, in Saint Denis, there is weird writing on the walls in different yeah. And if I you did find all recently. five of these, Arthur has a journal and he'll draw out a pentagram and in the middle he'll plot a corpse. And if you go to that location at a certain time, there's a fucking vampire. Yeah, like a Nosferatu vampire. Like a Nosferatu vampire. So and if you cool. Kill him, 
you get like this this vampire's knife. Yeah. Oh, it just oh, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. There's just so I think I, I really feel like you could play that game forever and not find everything that is in it. Like you say, I'm sixth time through playing the story mode now and I'm still not bored of it. I play yeah. a lot of online, so I do sort of oscillate between the two. Yeah. Um, but I play online nearly every day. Yeah. And it, it can hold your interest. It really does, because there's things for you to do now. Um, yeah. And because you have to work it. So, like, I might go on and spend two hours just hunting and taking wagons full of, of sort of carcasses back for Crips, who is an annoying cunt, by the way. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, every time you bring a thing back that's not perfect, he's like, eh, I suppose that'll do. Eh. Like, he's not the one who goes out and fucking does all that. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just stay at the camp and do all the fucking work. And then yeah. you spend like all day hunting, and sometimes the servers are bare. Sometimes yes. I've had to go into three or four servers just to find animals. And then you take yeah. this wagon back, and he's like, eh, it's better than nothing, I suppose. And I'm like, you're a cunt. <laughs> Do you know what? You can fuck off because I spent yeah. all day fucking hunting for that shit. And, he, and then he goes, Oh, I know you've got your finger in other pies, but remember our business. And it's like, Why don't you do something, you lazy cunt? <laughs> Why don't you unpack that fucking wagon? Why do I have to do it all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should have done this years ago. Mm. Oh, I what? Got someone else to do all the work for you. Yeah, you probably should have done that years ago. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. He's, so much. He's basically um, he's Uncle from the story. Dirt. I wonder if he's actually related to Uncle at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're both useless old fucks who just do nothing but he, bitch he about everyone be, else. You know the French guy in your moonshine shack? Yeah. I'm just in the middle of something. <laughs> he's related to that guy because he's another one who's like, oh, you know, don't spill it. To be fair though, at least we know that that guy is doing something. He is making all the moonshine. Uh, like, yeah. But the he's, thing, those he's missions making... are hard. If you get caught with it by those revenue agents, yeah. you have a shootout with them. There's fucking loads of them. You yeah. can lose half your moonshine. Yeah, I tend to just run straight through. Like, yeah. I don't even, don't even bother trying to engage them unless they're following me. You have to go slow, otherwise you spill all your moonshine. I don't play the online that often, if I'm honest. Like, I like it. I do like it. Um, There's but... way more options. There's way more customization options online. And I think that's probably yeah. one of the things I like about it. And now there's, um, I don't know, now there's, there's, there's so many roles and things you can play. It almost feels like you're playing your own story. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Red Dead also kind of fills an itch. Because, I mean, we've, we've spoken about this a bunch of times. Um, like, there's a lot of older movies that they just don't kind of make anymore. Um, specifically, like, pirate movies, mm-hmm. westerns, like, adventure movies. Yeah. They just they just don't tend to do it anymore, and I, I have no idea why. Because, like, they don't feel, they don't feel the same. I think that's the thing. They don't... Yeah. I think a lot of it's too special effects-y. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, we've, again, we'll probably cover this in another podcast. I hate special effects. I like practical special effects. Um, rather than yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, well, Red Dead, Red Dead fills that gap. I don't feel like. I mean, look, I'm not an expert in movies. I'm just some asshole on the internet talking about them, which is probably true of like 90% of the people on the internet. But, like, I. 
with all the movies that I, I either grew up watching or, um, you know, I discovered as I was getting older or, or whatever, there's a certain lack. Like, people, people like to look at superhero movies and bitch about, like, particularly filmmakers. Oh, if it's not a superhero movie, like, you may as well not bother because they don't sell and all the rest of it. It's like, well, maybe the problem is that you're making shitty movies that people don't care about. Like, maybe if you made a good film, it would get as much attention. Like, mm. And you can't, these, these directors and writers and whatever, they can't blame superhero movies for controlling the market at the minute. Because like, no, if they were making other movies that were as compelling or were as uh, entertaining or interesting, then those would make money. That's the whole point of like, this capitalist I think they're system. out there, they're just few and far between. You know? Yeah, because people I watched are willing to take those risks. I thought it was excellent. You know, yeah. but that's one movie against what the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You know, so like they can't cut it, they can't compete. But it's, you know, it's just frustrating. Like the fact that um it's like Pirates of the Caribbean is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people really don't like those movies. I do, because they are the only thing pirate movies that anyone's making anymore that even resemble those older pirate movies. Yeah. Yeah. And people like to complain, like, oh, you know, like the, the fourth one was kind of man, the fifth one was even worse. Like, Jack Sparrow shouldn't be the main character. And, like, I disagree because, like, the things that Jack, like, Jack Sparrow is a swashbuckling adventurer. And I love those kinds of movies. Like, I want to see a resurgence that I want to see them remake Sinbad. You know, like I want to see him make Jason and the Argonauts. Like, do it. These great old movies and do it now. The problem is they'll remake them and everyone will go, oh, another fucking remake. And it'll be shit. Look at Clash of the Titans. Uh, Yeah. But that's, you know, there was good parts of that movie. Don't get me wrong. Mads Mikkelsen is brilliant and everything. But that movie mostly sucked. Yeah, because it doesn't. Because it doesn't feel like the original. It doesn't. But it doesn't have Ray it, Harryhausen special effects in it. <laughs> well, I want to see plaster seed models going at each other, you know. The people making it aren't, they're not taking it seriously as like, um, you know, it, it feels like people making that movie are like, we're doing this because we were asked to, we don't have any particular passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of silly. And it's like, no, don't think of it as a silly movie. Try your best to make a good fucking movie. Like, Pirates in particular, I'm, you know, I know we're talking about Red Dead and I'm fucking way off topic, but like... We'll bring it around. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it just has a wealth of um, history that you can put with it. Like pirate law, when you, when you and I mean law, L-O-R-E, um, you know, mermaids, sea monsters, new continents, like, you know, undiscovered peoples, like... Mm-hmm. there's so much there that you can use and it's not like it's something you can use no, no matter what to make a good movie like it's fun to watch so like i'll i'll take those parts of the caribbean caribbean movies because that's all i've got i think there's definitely a niche there there's definitely a niche and games like assassin's creed or red dead fill, yeah. fill that niche for people yeah um I mean, instead of spending all my time watching movies now, I spend all my time playing PlayStation. Yeah. And I've got a stack of movies sat there that I'm like, should I watch this? No, I'll just play fucking Red Dead. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If I've got free time, it's like I can play some PlayStation or I can try and get ahead and watch some of this stuff yeah. I've been meaning to watch. And 
it's more entertaining to play a game because I guess you can invest more in it. It's you know, so involved. Yeah, Red Dead, like you are the center. Mm-hmm. You know, like that nar- that narrative is all about you and your impact on the world around you. And that's cool. And you know, as much as like I love watching movies, that's a lot more entertaining sometimes. Yeah. So I mean there is also I mean it doesn't really change the outcome. There are what two different endings, slightly different endings, three. I think. Three, three slightly different endings. Yep. Um, but ultimately, the decisions you make throughout the game won't change that so much. But it does feel like you're making yeah. your own decisions. Yeah. Now, when you, because I mean, you can you can be riding along, and all of a sudden, there's someone stranded for help, and you can yeah. choose to help that person, or you can choose to ignore that person, or you can murder that person, or you can run them over, or you can lasso them and drag them behind you. Yeah. You make that choice. Um, but if you help him, then when you go to Valentine a little bit later on, that guy might be there. And that yeah. guy says, oh, buddy, you saved my life. Have what you like in the gun shop on me. So it does impact. Yeah. It really does. I mean, if we, I mean, let's, let's talk about the end because um, a lot of people love it. it and look, it, it's a good ending. It's very, like all three endings. I think the most satisfying ending is um, when you've got the high honour and you finish. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's emotional and it's, it's cool and it's good. And um, uh, truth be told, though, I was really hoping that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Um, not that it wouldn't be good, but that, like, all right, so spoilers for the ending here, people. Like, you've probably heard it already. If you haven't, then, you know, Fucking TS. Where have you been um, for like 18 months? Yeah, like, so at the end of Red Dead, the original Red Dead with John Marston, um, he walks out for a final confrontation with the government and is shot to death. Mm-hmm. It's a great ending for that game. It's very poignant. It's very, like, like kind of gets you um, yeah. after going on this journey with this character. Now, when they, when they made Red Dead Redemption 2, um, it, it was a thing, it, it was a real possibility where they will like do it again because you you were the different character and you know this character isn't referenced in the sequel or prequel or the first red dead redemption you know that arthur morgan doesn't get referenced at all um so like you already know going into it there's a good chance that he's not making it out if you played previous game i was really hoping that um he would survive through the game they wouldn't just kill him off again because that's what they did last time. I, I don't know if that's what the reason... I think there's an unwritten rule um, in movies and stories, which is if you're a bad guy or you've done something bad, that kind of thing, you kind of have to be punished for it. Yeah. Now that's, that's a broad generalisation. That's not always. But I think quite often when I watch a movie, I'm like, yeah, okay, so... You know, he's helped the people come out of this movie okay, but he fucking did this and he's passed. Yeah. And he kind of has to answer for it so you know he's going to die. Now, Arthur Morgan, we should talk about how great a fucking character he is. Oh, definitely. He is an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. He steals and he murders. Yeah. So he's got to be punished. And I think that's ultimately what it is. He's got to be punished for his crimes. Yeah. Um. It's not how I wanted it to turn out, 
Yeah. Uh, from what I've read online, uh, a lot of people found it so emotional. Yeah. It's it's such people just cry. <laughs> you know, because you get so attached. Because Arthur Morgan is, oh, he's just such a legend. Yeah, he's got some. I I like his kind of caustic um, observations as mm-hmm. as the, as the game progresses and some of the things he says and like the moments where you hear him like monologuing what he's writing in his diary and um like he's a very cool character and it is sad to see him go but it's also kind of like that game gears you towards trying to play as a good person and you don't have to trying to make amends at the end doesn't it? yeah so like spoiler alert he finds out he's sick he's got tuberculosis and so you basically you know his numbers up and yeah. he tries to right some wrongs, you know. Yeah, I I like that about that character. Yeah, well. you're right. It forces you into a position you don't have to. You know, you don't have to give money to the Downs woman and things like that. Yeah. You can tell her to go fuck herself, but you kind of feel like you should. Yeah, because you know you you you've kind of contributed towards that situation. Yeah, totally. Another. So can we talk about uh, the map and the size of the map and yeah. the towns? So, of, um, what is there? Eight, eight towns? Uh, something like that. Valentine, uh, Van Horn, Annisburg, Sandy, Strawberry, Strawberry, Temple Branch. Um, well, that's not really a town. Well, it's a settlement, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, branch. Armadillo. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's a little bit different. The first yeah. town you get introduced to is Valentine. Yep, Valentine. Um, that's the most western like town, I think. Yeah, it's my favourite town on that map. So um, you've, you've got, what, two saloons, mm-hmm. a hotel, train station, um, gun shop, yep. general store. Uh, stable. A, a doctors as well, haven't you? Yes, yeah, there's doctors as well that you can rob very early on, get yourself a, a Scofield pistol nice and early. Yeah. So um, you, can, you can go into the gun shop and you can, there's a, you've either got a choice of catalogue or customisation. So yep. customisation, you can customise all your weapons to, to look. Uh, you can rifle the barrels, you can buy more ammunition, yep. uh, holsters, all things like that. Um, it's just another level of the customisation. But it looks and feels like a western town yeah you think of like yeah. a movie western town it's valentine uh, yeah it reminds me of um unforgiven yeah like you just roll in because the, th- the thing about the westerns is and i think a large part of this is due to the spaghetti westerns mm-hmm. um whenever i thought about westerns as a kid i, I wouldn't think of um like a lot of grass and forests and stuff like that i would think of um like red, orange dust, very dry, very like, almost desert-like. Um, I think a lot of that is thanks to spaghetti westerns. So but, you've got that side of it as well though, haven't you? You've got you this do. desert yeah. side. But I I really prefer, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the western was. I think it was Val Kilmer. Uh, Tombstone. That's the one, Tombstone. Um, and Sam yeah. Elliott, with the greatest moustache ever. Oh, Sam Elliott is just a legend. We all love Sam Elliott. Like, His voice and that moustache. Yeah, it. that guy should have been 
around in Western times. He may well have been, for all we know. But uh, <laughs> he probably was. Like, yeah. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna have a cowboy or someone like the wise old Western, like the old ex-hero, like mm. Land- I like to think Landon Ricketts from the first game is based on Thomas Elliott. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, that does make sense. I always thought of him more of as like a Chris Christopherson type guy. But yeah. okay. I'm tr- I'm wondering if um, Sam Elliott did the voice of Landon Ricketts because if I recall, it does sound like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like like Valentine is is my favourite settlement on that map. Yeah, um, it's also the first settlement, but I think because it's the first settlement, it really gives you that impression of like you are in this time. Um. And, yeah. you know, that's Rockstar doesn't do anything by accident. Yeah. You know? Like, there's a reason that town feels great. And, and you know, it, but also, everything you need to progress with the game is there. So, yes. I mean, yeah. even you go there is for the stables. So, that's where you learn about customizing your horse and what you can buy for yep. your horses and things like that. Um, it's also where you learn about uh, there's a sheriff station so you can do bounty hunting. Um, as I say, there's, there's a gunsmith. There's a bar where you can just go and get drunk. Yeah. Ah, oh, so much fun. The, combat, it, the combat's pretty good. And it's yeah. brutal as well. Yeah. Like you can smash totally someone's head off the wall. And, like, stab people, chop them up with axes. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah, hardcore. And, and it's pretty brutal. I mean, even when you, like, shoot someone, you shoot someone in the face with a revolver, and like even that is pretty fucking like well. And if you do it with a shotgun, their head will just take yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very satisfying. <laughs> it's horrible, but yes, yeah, it totally yeah. is. It totally is. In um, the same way, you know, blowing a load of bad guys up with dynamite is, um, yeah, rival gangs, <laughs> things like that, or bandits, you know, yeah, definitely. The violence is quite satisfying. It is a very, very violent game, yeah. Um, it kind of should be, though. It's the West. It has to be. Yeah, and you're outlaws, and it's not like you're just some guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like other other settlements, I really like Strawberry. There's like a rough Again, mountain it's town. Yeah, it's a totally different feel depending on where you are on the map. So Strawberry's yeah, like you say, quite a mountainy type town. Yeah. And um, Valentine's more countryside, and then you've got coastal yeah. towns of, of Van Horn and Annisburg, um, yeah. which is a mining town. Yeah, and it, it feels and you've got like Saint well. Denis, which is the industrial town, which yeah. I hate. I hate it, but I love how much I hate it. Yeah. Like, I was just walking around there. I was, um, I was going after Nosferatu, the, the bloody mm. vampire in Saint Denis. And so, obviously, I'm walking around the streets at night. And it just it feels great. Like, yeah. It feels like, I, I guess it's supposed to be like New Orleans. Yes, I think, yeah, I think that's Orleans where... I think they're all sort of based on somewhere, and I think, yeah, yeah. I think San Denis is like New Orleans. But, like... With the bayous and stuff. Yeah. I love it. Like, just... I know it's heavily industrial, and it's it's nice the way it's shown, because you spend so much time, like, at camp or out in the wilderness that, like, you go somewhere like San Denis, and the contrast is quite heavy. It's a huge um, contrast, even in the way people dress. And the, yeah. the, the fact that the NPCs will comment... On the yeah. way you're dressed, like you're dressed like some country bumpkin, because you come in all covered in dust with a cowboy hat and a vest and and what have you on, and and they're yeah. like, oh, look at you, because they've all got top hats and tails, and you know, 
Yeah, just I, I really like. Definitely contrast. I really like being in San Denis. Just walking around it, just like the feeling of of like you're walking through like alleyways and little yeah. tight corners and. Uh, it almost has a sort of a claustrophobic feel. Yeah, there's all like the courtyards and balconies. Yeah. yeah. Like it just it looks great, feels great. That's I would say that's the best thing about this game is like whenever you're playing it, it feels great. Yeah. Like yeah. you you feel like you're there, like you're like what you're doing is is right and, and good and mm -hmm. like fits. Um, I mean, the so fact well, it's so well engineered like that. Yeah, and you've got every single type of terrain in that game as well. You know, you've got you, you've got the desert, you've got. Um, like the dry, dusty Lemoyne area, you've got the swamps, you've got like the mining town, like dark and rainy. The mountains. Yeah, the, the, the mountains. Um, and again, the custom, going back to the customization, the fact that you need relevant clothes for relevant yes. Because your health cause, if you go up into the mountains where it's like minus 12, 13 degrees, yeah. you're just up there in your normal coat and stuff, your health cause will drain. You have to have proper winter clothes. Yeah. And vice versa, if you're in the desert and it's 37 degrees, your health cause will drain because you're too hot. Yeah, you can't be wearing a thick You can coat. carry, I think, is it up to seven, depending <coughs> on how much you upgrade your saddle. I think you start thought, with three and then five and then seven, so you can carry seven changes of clothes. Yeah. I only tend to carry three. Because mm -hmm. I have my outfit without a coat, then I have my outfit with a coat, then I have my outfit with winter clothes. Like, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad. Um, I'm like, oh, it's raining. I just need to put a coat on. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have an outfit and I have a coat that just falls on top of that outfit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we're sad. And, will, yeah, I'll stop we'll what I'm doing. Uh, doing and I'll go, I need to put my coat on, it's raining. <laughs> yeah. But it feels immersive, doesn't it, like that? You feel totally immersed. Yeah, it, you really do. Sorry, there's a plane or something going overhead. I don't know if you could hear it, but... No. But yeah, like, every environment in that game is great. You know, you've got sun, snow, desert, forests, plains. Um, and also oh, the, the creatures in the environment. Yeah, the fact that, like, herbivores will move on if there's a predator in the area. Yeah. Like, uh, brilliant. If you go into the grizzlies, you've got bears and wolves and deer and things like that. But if you go into the desert, you've got iguanas and rattlesnakes yeah. and, yeah. you know, and there are definitely predators out there. Um, you know, when you get charged by a grizzly bear, yeah. they'll shit you up. Yeah, oh, mountain lions. Yeah, they're the bloody worst. Yeah. You see one, you're like, oh, fuck. You hear a growl. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you'd get. And then, then something jumps on you. So that there's panthers. Panthers um, and cougars, there's grizzly bears, there's wolves, there's black bears, there's black bears as well. Although they um, tend to run off. Yeah, they're not very confrontational. Yeah. Snakes. Yeah. Like that's. I think that's a cool touch. Like in just the, snakes. Just in the swamps, gators. Yes. I love the fact that there's alligators there. Yeah. Although there was. Um, Brown at night. It is creepy. They've got the yeah. sound perfect. They must have yeah. recorded proper alligators, obviously. But. I'm sure they did for most things. But yeah. just, just the fact that you can hear like squirrels and rabbits chittering, running across the, the track and... Yeah. It's just everything. 
the tracking's really good as well. So the more you progress through the game, the more you learn to track animals. You have what you yep. call the eagle eye, and that enables you to see tracks on the ground. Um, and once you've learned an animal track, like say a rabbit, yeah, um, that means whenever you see a rabbit, you'll clock that it's a rabbit, and you can track that rabbit. Yeah. Uh, hunting is spectacular. It's one of the things with Rockstar, they had it nailed with Grand Theft Auto, they've got it nailed with Red Dead. Whatever you do in that game is better than any other game, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I, I hunting, would agree. Hunting is better than any other hunting game. Yeah. Fishing is better than any other fishing <laughs> game. You know? Yeah. It's so good. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. Well, it's and just when like cheating. You hunt that animal. Yeah, I mean, legendary animals. Those are great. Like they feel really like good. Although, yeah, there's a part of me when I was playing it through, and um, I was doing a legendary hunt, and I was like, "There's like one of these white deer, and like I'm just gonna fucking kill it because like, oh look, there's only one of them. Kill it." (laughs) Once you've played it through a few times, and you realise that with the legendary animals, doesn't matter how you kill it, you still get a perfect. Yeah. when you hunt if you don't get that fatal shot you can ruin your pelt basically yeah. if you shoot a deer with a shotgun you're just going to ruin it yeah but with a legendary animal you don't have to so you can shoot that moose with a dynamite arrow and yeah. it's amazing yeah it doesn't find somehow it was just a satisfaction <laughs> there you know <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when that bear, when you when you're hunting the legendary bear and it's like charging towards you, if you're not using a shotgun with slugs, like you're gonna die, like you are gonna die very quickly. The headshots, all about the headshots. Yeah, just Jesus. But uh, just just a fantastic game. I cannot recommend it highly enough to anybody. Like, you know, if, even if you're not into westerns. I, I would highly recommend playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, As I say, the only the only sort of people who haven't liked it, like you said at the beginning, are people who think it's a bit slow. Yeah. So I think if you, cause I don't think it is, but if you think it's a, if you don't like slow games, you might not dig it. But mm. I don't know. I, think I, love like, the, I love the pace. I think it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect for the immersion level. The environment yeah, you can't charge about a hundred miles an hour. We don't need the, to. The environment is such that, like, just riding on your horse, even if you're not doing the sprint thing, you just ride in normal, like, full speed. There's a satisfaction there. It, it is because you know you can look around and you actually like take the time to appreciate this world that they've built for you. Because like in GTA, like, it's a great game. I love GTA Five. Great mm-hmm. game. Enjoy playing it. However, because you're in a car or a plane, or a helicopter, or whatever vehicle you happen to be in, like, you're focusing more on getting to a single place. So you, you're yeah. checking the mini-map, and you, you're looking right in front of you. And you don't really take in all the cool stuff that's around you, like how, you know, how many people work at Rockstar just, just like, spend hours modeling the front of these buildings? You're not even looking. Like, you don't give a fuck. You just straight past them. Yeah. Um, whereas Red Dead, you kind of have to stop and admire it. And, but I think Red Dead's more interactive. Um, yeah, yeah. When you're driving down a street in GTA, you can't go in the houses and the shops, most yeah. of them. Um, yeah. Whereas in, in Red Dead, you can. You can pretty much break into any house, yeah. any hut, any shed you see. I would say it's easier to do in Red Dead because there's not that many of them. 
like, GTA, you're in a city. There's like, like one of the one of the best things is you know you're out exploring and you come across a hut. Yeah. Woods. You don't know what's in that hut. You don't yeah. know what you're gonna find. That's the beauty. I I went into a hut in Big Valley. Open the door. What's in there? A fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what I didn't notice was the whole back of that shack is missing. And there's a yep. bear who come in and murdered the guy. <laughs> or you you know, you go in and Roanoke and, and you know there's the meteor house and you just don't yeah. know find it. So you can loot you can loot bodies. Yeah. Which I think is an amazing dynamic uh, for making money, finding items, things like that, ammunition. And you can loot houses. Um, so you can find food and ammunition and tonics and jewelry. And yeah. the more you progress, the you get fences. So you can go and sell and buy things from like the black market. Yeah. Which is where you get all your recipes from for crafting better ammunition. Yeah, you get pamphlets. I was yeah. I was playing the other day and um, I don't know if you found it. There's a house populated by a fat guy in overalls and his sister. And you don't find out that like, come in, have something to eat. Yeah. It's like I, I I went in and I was like, I was pretty creeped out already. And they were like, oh, have a drink. And I was like, mm, all right then. So I had a drink and then they were like, oh, you should have another one. And I was like, this is getting a bit weird now. So I stood up to leave and I was like, you know what, let's see where this goes. So I sat down again and had another drink and then you pass out and you wake up. You have to play it through. But the reward for playing that mission through is you get massive amounts of money and jewelry, don't you? When you mm. when you get to rob that house, if you leave, you don't get that. Yeah. See, so I am. Um, decisions can affect the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I went back in and uh, walked through the door, and she's you like, wake, "You wake up in a grave with like their mum's skeleton or something." Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> and like, so I, I get back up. I was like, "Well, you know, I've been playing it as a good guy, but like, fuck these guys. They're creepy and weird, and I want my money back." So like, I pulled out a shotgun, walked in. And like, if you walk in, she looks at you and starts like screaming. So like, yeah. I shot her and then he came charging down the stairs towards me. So I shot him and I was like, this is creepy as shit. So they're both on the floor. And then I went, um, like I got my money back and then I went upstairs and I looked around and that's how you kind of discover that they're brother and sister sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing was I was walking up the stairs to go like have a look around and there was a part of me that was like if I turn around and one of them is like stood up behind me I'm gonna shit my pants like <laughs> you just don't look it's creepy the serial killer yes ah oh, that is um, you know when you when you um, I think it's just outside Valentine there's a, there's a train bridge yep. and you can see a corpse come up on your map and when you go and look at it there's there's a torso just <laughs> strung up. Yeah. And, and it's got a note and, and yeah. like three serial killer clues, I think. Yeah, there's three. Which are leading to this creepy as fuck serial killer den. Again, it's just one of the things you can do, you know. But, oh, God, it's creepy. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not great. There's a lot I mean, of it is great, but it's very creepy. There's a lot of creepiness. The, the whispering works. Yeah. Um, just eerie. There's a lot of eerie stuff in there. Yeah. Again, yeah. especially if you're playing at night and you know, perhaps you've got your headphones on or something, you're playing in the dark and yeah. it's nighttime there. There is eeriness. You know, it can make yeah. you jump out of your skin, definitely. Have you and when found... you walk into a, when you walk into a shack in the middle of nowhere and you know, all there's all just bodies. Yeah. You know. 
It puts you a little bit on edge, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. It really does. Like, I... I just... I love love that game. It's one of those... There are two games... Like, I have... um, My PS4 is quite old. It's one of the launch ones. So, the storage on it is not great. So, I can probably fit, like, two, three, maybe four games on at a time. Mm -hmm. So, whenever I want to play something new, I have to delete something off to make room for it. No. I have never. There are two games I've never taken off. One of them is uh, Skyrim because I'm a huge Skyrim fan, but the other one is Red Dead because mm-hmm. I know it doesn't matter how much time has passed, I'm always going to put that game back in and start playing yeah. it. Because you can always take something different away from it. It's not like playing the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. Anyway, especially like I mean, talk about like you want to get your money's worth out of a game. I think I have. Oh, without you know, and when I've finished playing it through, I'll probably play through again and yeah. again. And I'll play it through a little bit different each time. Even though the story is the same, um, I can do different things. Yeah, your, your approach to playing it can... Yeah, uh, totally. Can totally. I mean, there's an approach to everything you do in that game because there's quite a lot of... Um, you come across quite a lot of arseholes in it. Yeah. I'm just riding past mouthy people. Yeah. You know? Whether you kill that person or not, <laughs> I will always do. dictate how the next few minutes of that game goes. Because if you kill that person, there's always a witness, and then they call the law, and the next thing you know, you're being chased by ten marshals. Yeah, you know, and you're wanted dead or alive. That was one thing I really liked about doing the bad guy safe was because like I was, um, I had like full bounty in every area of that map, yeah, so I couldn't go anywhere without like riders coming over the hill, like. Yeah. I've got a save like that, and I can't stop anywhere for longer than five minutes. <laughs> if you go longer than five minutes, you get bounty hunters after you. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Adds another element to the game, though. Like it's, it's, it really does. It really does. It's because dynamic. You want to play it what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't praise this game highly enough. I would recommend anyone out there... Um, oh, uh, to be fair, I can't imagine anyone watching this if they haven't played Red Dead. Um, you know, I I can't recommend it highly enough. If you've never played it, and we've spoiled most of it for you, um, doesn't matter because you know what, you'll still get so much out of it. Um, it's got the same feeling as as GTA when you just want to mess about as well. Yeah, it's, it was what, always one of the best parts of Grand Theft Auto was you didn't have to play the missions. You could just start a gunfight and blow up police and see how long you could last. Yeah. And try and outrun the police and wait till SWAT comes and then the military. And, and you can do that with this game. You can climb onto roofs of yeah. saloons and just pick people off. And you can cause as much chaos as you want. And then you don't have to save it. So you can get your wanted level up and then just come off. And it's really, really satisfying. Yeah. It's great for getting your frustrations out. <laughs> that's so organic as well like I mean yeah, I like walking around towns and picking fist fights mm. like I just think it's fun um, I think the yeah. combat's quite good actually yeah considering I mean there was a rumour I don't know how true it is so you know people out there don't quote me on it um, but I read a rumour that Rockstar are developing a middle ages game mm-hmm. like a like a medieval um, a Rockstar game. Who knows? Could be great. Uh, it's Rockstar, so it probably will be no matter what. Uh, yeah. 
And I would have thought they would have their hands full with Red Dead and GTA mine, but yeah. Yeah, but I don't know that they'll be doing like Red Dead. I don't think we'll get another one for at least five years, at least. No, I what I do hope they do is is mess about with the online stuff. I'd like yeah. to see at Halloween, for example, just for one day, they introduce monsters. Oh, that'd be so cool! Fires, werewolves, yeah, um, just monsters, zombies, everything. Yeah. You know, just for one day. And it just to be a crazy, crazy world. Just little things like that, I think, would be amazing if they did that. Well, they did it over December. They put snow in. They put snow in, yeah. And Which Christmas cool. tree camp yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but there was so, no know, Santa. Yeah. There really should be. I feel like, like there should be a Santa you could see him go across the sky. Like a Santa like. bandit that you can hunt. <laughs> you just shoot him down. Yeah. <laughs> Get the old Carcano rifle out. Just I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see them do a bit more with stuff like that. And I'd like to see them fix the bugs because let's face it, it's yeah. buggy as fuck, the online. Yeah. It is glitchy it, it, and it is super frustrating. But yeah. I still play it. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because it, it's worth putting up with those things. I don't have those problems very often myself. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's pretty straightforward and pretty easy. Um, but yeah, like... I love it. It's a great game. I look forward to the sequel. I wonder, actually, like, I don't know if you have any any theories, um, but considering what we know of, you know, the people in uh, in the gang and, and things like that, what would you expect for a sequel if they were to go further back or go forward? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, yeah, I would hope they'd go back because you where Red Dead Two is set is just on the cusp of sort of the industrial. Yeah, and I would rather go back further than deal with that. Um, yeah, I'd like to see maybe Arthur Morgan's young life. Yeah, when he joins the gang, maybe that kind of thing. When Dutch wasn't such a prick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd maybe like to see that. I would. I would really like to see um, the next game have Dutch as the player character. So have it be like Dutch when he's like first met Hosea and, and maybe they've just met Arthur and got him along for the ride. Or maybe it's like, um, maybe, maybe it's the story of Dutch coming up with his uh, philosophy. To be fair, his philosophy in the beginning is all right. Yeah, he's a good guy at the beginning. I don't know if he's a good guy, but yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but I but would he like turns to see... into such an arsehole and then you hear like... by the end. And yeah. you know what I used to do in the camp was I would get my stew and I would throw my empty plate into his tent and just like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, but I, I feel like if you're going to make a Red Dead prequel, um, like Dutch and his disaffection, like I would, the way I would do it, I would have your, your you play as Dutch, you've joined mm -hmm. up with this gang, and as time goes on, he becomes like more and more uncomfortable with what they're doing and the way they're acting. Yeah. Um, until he just goes, you know what? Like, fuck you. Like, that's not a way to live. That's no. That's not living free. So it's something where it's like civilization pushes him away, or something happens that makes him go, you know what? Like, you can fucking keep your fucking big cities and your smart clothes and all that bullshit. Like, I want to live free. I want to live for me. Like, as as all red blooded Americans should. Mm. Um, and see him reject like these more violent, like 
horrible people um, and kind of like figuring out his path mm -hmm. so that by the time the game finishes, you have him on his path to sort of becoming this father figure for Arthur and John and, and yeah. you know, good friends with Jose. I think that would, that's probably the most likely way it goes. Mm -hmm. um, and the other, the other aspect of that is like, even if it has a, like it'd be the first Red Dead to have a, a happy ending because your character survives to the end, but it's also kind of bittersweet because you know where Dutch goes from there. Yeah, and you know his girlfriend's gonna get killed and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing you can put. You know, like, the other the other thing I wouldn't mind if they wanted to do a sequel was uh, to have it based around Sadie. I think Sadie Adler is one of the best kick-ass female characters. Yeah, in gaming, she's, she's, so she's cool. fucking great. And I would totally play her in the next game. You know, I think she's she's wicked. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to. I don't know that I'd want to see what she's up to because i mean if essentially you'd have to do you'd have to do in between um arthur's death and where she picks up with john so whatever she's been doing in the meantime um i don't know that i want to see that i would rather just go back and and see see what dutch got up mm. to because whilst whilst sadie is a great character um and she has a really cool arc uh, i don't know that I'm so interested because I think I think a lot of her arc you've already seen. Well, the thing is, you, I don't think you'd be that interested in in a prequel arc because she's a housewife and blah blah blah. But when she joins the outlaws and discovers herself and discovers that she's actually a total fucking badass, she's a fucking yucky. Yeah. Some of the gunfights you get into with her are insane. Yeah, and you know when she gets to finish that fat old Driscoll off. And you know, you go up to the the house, and you go upstairs, and she's on his stomach, like just stabbing him. Yeah, you know, he's brutal. I would totally play as a. I, I just, choice of characters. I think that's something yeah. that, that games don't often have, and it's something I've chatted about with my wife. Is you know to have to maybe play as either gender. Yeah, give you an option. To give you that option, yeah. Yeah, I I would be up for that. Hmm. Um. I, with regards to Sadie, like I like her as a character and she's cool, but I feel like we saw enough of her arc that we we already kind of get an impression of what she. But it's after that that the yeah. But she's also like, like she says, she doesn't really care about dying or anything. She's just a bounty hunter. She just you know she's her whole deal is that in that intermittent time she's just kind of existing. She doesn't really have mm. a life as such. Um, whereas I think Dutch is such an intriguing character that I would rather see like how he became the man that he is um, mm. and, and where he learned his lessons, where he, you know, um, what was it that led him to the point where he's like, I don't want to live. Yeah. I don't want to be that kind of outlaw. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a way to do this right. Um, and that's something to, I would probably... It'd be interesting to see what people think. Yeah. Where they, where they think it should go, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we'll do another one in yeah. five, ten years, maybe. But I mean, feel free to you know put in the comments if you're watching this uh, what you would like to see in a sequel or a prequel, or um, who you'd like to see it follow, and and any stories that you'd like to see expounded on because there's there's a lot of material there. I mean, Javier Escuela or Escuela, I, I don't know how to how to say that properly to be totally honest, but like 
he, if you notice, he is actually um, at the end where everyone kind of turns on each other at the camp in just outside of Ansberg. And everyone in the gang is pointing their guns at John and Arthur. Javier's the only one who's got his gun pointed up. Like, he doesn't actually point it at Arthur. He, he's very much like, come on, guys, like, calm down, chill. Like, but he's, he's on Dutch's side from the beginning, isn't he? He's, he is, because he's Very much like, oh, everyone should just listen to him. <laughs> but I feel like his, um, his arc is more about, like, the gang. Like, he's very much like, we don't have to be against each other. We should all be working together. Like, he's, I feel like his loyalty is to the gang. He is reluctantly going along with Dutch because he's loyal. But at the same time, is also kind of like I I don't want it to go this way. Mm -hmm. um, so we could see like maybe his time in Mexico, why he had to flee. So it could be sort of because Mexico didn't feature in this game, which was really really surprising considering like I think a lot of people thought it might or it might yeah. get opened up, but obviously yeah. Didn't. Um. So I was really surprised. But I mean, that, that map is huge anyway. Oh yeah, no question. And considering you've got to cross it either on foot or on horse, yeah, or on wagon, maybe, um, I think it's plenty big, and there's plenty of places to go yeah. and plenty to do, and there's so much to occupy in that game. That's what I always say yeah. to people who ask about it. There is so much to do. You don't have to play it through linear, yeah. you know, A to B. You can go where you like, do what you want. I do find it somewhat frustrating that um, the original map or the old map doesn't really feature into it at all. Like it's no. there and you can go, but there's not really any reason to. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's kind of annoying and a bit of a missed opportunity because it's a, it's quite a large expansion to the map that you've already got for the game. Um, and the fact that it's just there, yeah, kind of annoying. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll do something with it eventually. Potentially. I mean, potentially. They, are, they have added patches <laughs> to the, the, the single player game, haven't they? Things like yeah. fast travel and stuff was never available, but now it is. Yeah. Uh, new weapons and clothes and things being added all the time. So, I mean, it is something that's constantly being updated, even in just little subtle ways. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, I think if you were going to play it, you wouldn't, they wouldn't even have to make a new map. They could leave the map as it is, just add Mexico to it. Yeah. And just be like, yeah. this, this, this Red Dead is about Javier Escuela and why he had to leave Mexico. You know, and, and you could like have him. Yeah, or well, or or if they're just doing a sequel, right? Like, as as much as I want to see Dutch as the main protagonist of, of whatever sequel they do, I would also be happy seeing Javier's story because they do kind of allude to him having history in Mexico and having to leave. Um, and so it could be like starts with Javier and what he's doing in Mexico and why he eventually has to leave and come to the U.S. and then do like you know what he did when he first arrived. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would, I would be happy to see either of those for a sequel. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. Rockstar yeah. never really let us down. I don't think. Uh, again, for a lot of people, give them shit. Yeah, but uh, they, they do make some cracking games. Yeah, they're one of those few developers that you can just be like, whatever they make, you know, it's going to be worth the money. So you, you know, yeah. why hold out? Just get it. I kind of feel like a lot of people are just ungrateful. Yeah. Well. <laughs> again maybe it's just me because yeah. uh, it, it's my favorite game of all time you know it's the game i've been waiting my whole life for and now i've got it i am grateful for it um, yeah and yeah it there's problems with it it's not perfect 
you know. Um, but I think the pros outweigh the cons, definitely. And the enjoyment definitely. and the satisfaction and the immersion, I think it just it just kicks ass. Yeah. Well, there is a distinct lack of Western games. Mm. There's, it's, well, there's it's, nothing to compete with it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's the same reason that I think Assassin's Creed 4 uh, Black Flag, Black Flag is, yeah. is the best pirate game ever. Because, because it's the only one? Yeah, like I mean, there's there's other games have come out since then. I'm not really that interested in them because they don't look as entertaining as yeah. Black Flag was. In t- just in terms of gameplay, like being able to sail your ship and then board enemy ships and you know hunt for all these creatures, like it's really cool. And I would love to see one Rockstar to make a pirate game. I want Rockstar to make any game they feel like making because I know it's going to be <laughs> But look, if they were like, oh, we're making a pirate game, here you go, I'd be like, thank you very much, cheers. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure it'll be the best pirate game ever. <laughs> oh, they, they, every time they put their hand to something, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they just don't make sure they get They're like, I don't know any other studio that you can trust to, like, like no matter what they release, you know it's going to be good. But I mean, how long did uh, Red Dead do? What was it, ten years to make something like that? I don't know if they were making it for that full ten years. Um, I, I know they were probably worked on it for a number of years. Mm. But that's the other cool thing is that they, a lot of games do this thing where they're like, oh, here's a here's a full CGI um, like trailer, and the game's not coming out for like three years, and yeah. you've not showed any gameplay or anything. And so by the time the game actually comes out, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, I saw a trailer for that like four years ago, but mm. nothing, nothing ever came of it. And then you see gameplay and you're like, oh, I don't know why it took them four years to release that because it looks like shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't get out of a rock star. No. No, it's, it's a good um, marketing plan because they're just like, you know, I think the first news about the game came out maybe a year before. It wasn't a trailer or anything. It was just like, hey. Well, I think I think we heard it Red coming Dead. out a few years before, didn't we? That, that there was going to be like rumors circulating. There's this going to be. Yeah. Well, the rumors on Reddit or something like that. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. rumors are always circulating, but nine times out of ten, they're they're just bollocks. So, mm. you know. Um, yeah, but we got the product. We got it's great. Um, I God, recommend it so to everyone. Great. So great. Recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether you're interested in westerns or not, like it's just a great story. Um so yeah, I I don't know what else I could really say about it. Uh we've we've sat here singing its praises for uh about an hour and forty odd minutes. Um so you know, is there anything else you wanted to say before we sort of bring things to a close or no, I I just think it's an amazing game. I really do. I, it ticks every box for me. Um, it's so enjoyable, and if you haven't played yeah. it, I think I think you're missing out. Yeah, it really does a good job of like elevating games. I think yes. gaming still there's still this kind of like stigma attached to gaming of like us oh, for children or like yeah. young people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no real worth to that mm-hmm. concept or that that thing. Um, but I think more and more, and with the help of games like Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, games are beginning to be seen more of uh, as as an art film, an art form that is comparable to books or television or movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Rockstar plays a large part in that, and will continue to play a large part. In mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, it, it is an art form. It is getting more sophisticated all the time. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just grateful it's around because it gives me something to do. <laughs> Especially during the lockdown. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, if if you have not been able to leave your house for for weeks or months or however long, um, you know, why not escape into the vast wildlands of, of uh, Red Dead Redemption Two? You know, find all those mysteries, uh, hunt all those animals, pick all those plants, kill all those innocent bystanders. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, that's it from me, and uh, yeah, see you next time. So, bye bye. See you later.